Hi, hello, hey, and welcome to Smiling Politely with me, Aaron J. How are you doing? We have made it to episode seven, and this episode is a very special episode because you are very fortunate that you are going to get just me this episode. Um, some would say it's because I haven't got a guest this week. Some would say that this is the sort of rich content that you would pay for on a Patreon sort of podcast, okay? But I'm giving it to you for free because one, I'm so generous and two, uh, the content's not worth paying for, is it? I'm joking, of course it is. Of course it's worth paying for. Of course it's worth paying for. But what I'm using this episode for is that I'm going to be trying some different segments that we can try and get into the podcast So if you prefer these segments without a guest, then I'll say hit the road to the guests. Or equally, if you like particular segments that I'm trialing today, let me know and I can interweave them with the interviews that I do with other people as well. So this is very much an opportunity for me to improve the podcast and make it more friendly and relevant to you. What can I do aka for you. So in the news this week, there is potential for us to get rid of handshakes. Handshakes could become a thing of the past. I always get told that I have really soft hands and that's because I have sensitive skin. Obviously, if I told my skin that, it would cry. But I think the hardest thing about switching from the handshake to the elbow bump, I think that's what people want you to do. They want you to do the elbow bump where you lift your elbow up and bump it with someone else's elbow. I think the hardest thing about switching from the handshake to that is resisting the urge to lick your own elbow and defy all physics. But I always think like when you're shaking hands, the scariest moment of shaking a hand is never being quite sure whether you get an accurate grip. So many times I've misjudged the handshake and just shaken someone's fingers by accident. But it's it's stupid. A handshake is stupid. It is stupid that we are expected to shake hands with people we've just met. A handshake is the second worst shake for transporting bacteria. The first one obviously being a McDonald's milkshake. But people are also suggesting different ways that we could still shake hands, but at the same time, not spread as much bacteria as we have been doing. Uh, Someone suggested that we could wear gloves, um, which seems a little bit silly, considering there is already a shortage of PPE. Using disposable medical gloves to shake someone's hand seems a little bit wasteful. Like, Are you going to be walking around with a box of disposable gloves just in your pocket? There isn't a pocket big enough. And it's waste. It is wasteful. You know, they could be used for professional purposes. That was a a comment as well. Someone actually said, you know, it's a little bit of a waste using these gloves just to shake someone's hand when they could be used for medical reasons. And the guy actually replied. He said, yeah, well, you don't have to wear two gloves, do you? Just wear one on your shaking hand which can you imagine that 
going round town like a germ-obsessed Michael Jackson. But he got defensive. Um, this guy who was suggesting wearing these disposable gloves, he said, yeah, you don't have to wear disposable gloves. You can wear mittens or woolen gloves or, or oven gloves. Sorry? You could wear oven gloves. Could you? You could wear oven gloves. What, just going around all day shaking people's hand with an oven glove and then what, you get home and get your lasagna out the oven with it with this germ-riddled death trap. Also in the news this week is the news that some cows were accidentally killed on a military firing range, which I think the fact that the soldiers couldn't see the cows is utterly ridiculous. (laughs) Ha! Yep, there's going to be a few more of these. Uh, It must have been tricky for the cows to um, move out of the way. (laughs) It is scary that the cows have been killed accidentally. Uh, Less cow pat, more cow splat. It must have been an accident, though. They've not deliberately shot the cows, have they? It's an accident. Who would... Imagine, I can't imagine anyone having beef with a cow. Also this week, the Independent released the top five skills learnt during lockdown. These skills included making halloumi cheese, making stringed instruments out of wood and sculpting, which I think it should be renamed to the top five skills learnt by middle class people during lockdown. You're telling me that there are people out there making their own halloumi from scratch. Meanwhile, I haven't eaten breakfast in three months. It's easy to set goals. You know, it's easy to, to start a new hobby and, and, and set goals to do it. Hard to actually reach them though, isn't it? Even with all this free time, exercising in the garden isn't glamorous. Yes, I do want the body of a god, but we're three months into lockdown now, so I'll settle for the body of Jesus. I do worry that I haven't used this time to be productive. Um, And if I haven't used this time to be productive, then I'll never get a hold of my life. So, yeah, I have tried. I've used this time to work out, do some DIY, socialise, broaden my career prospects. And then after I've finished playing The Sims, I work on myself too. I do think people rub their productivity in your face though. You get those people like, Today, I ran 5K, painted a room, had a spring clean and delivered shopping to those in need. What have you done, Aaron? Yeah, what have I done? What have I done? I got Crystal Palace to fourth in the Premier League. Don't ask me what I've been up to. Also, it could become compulsory for people to wear masks out in public. People worry they'll look odd wearing masks out and about. I think to begin with, I had a vision that I'd look like Kane, you know, Kane the wrestler, not Kane the dingle. We're not used to it. It's hard to accept something we're not used to. It's hard to accept something that we, isn't the norm, but it's how we adapt. If you went to the 50s and told the people how we live now, they'd look at you like you were insane. If you said in 2020 the Prime Minister rugby tackled a kid and we can order meals on our phone, they'd burn you at the stake. But it's normal to us. Things become normal. 
people do say why should we wear people do say why should we wear masks if people in positions of power aren't wearing them however some people in positions of power are wearing them for example spider-man people won't wear a mask because it's not fashionable but will happily wear socks and sliders or this is a new one those cycling shorts that people are wearing as, as a fashion statement since when has it been fashionable to look like a 400 meter hurdler this week's topic is names so names uh, my name is is Aaron A-A-R-O-N and I'm the youngest child so it definitely shows that the least effort went into naming me didn't it page one of the baby name book Aaron that'll do if I was a girl I was going to be called Rhea and that was because that was the name of the author of the book People find my name difficult to pronounce. They'll call me Aaron. Or if they're being mean, they'll call me Arrow or Arrow or that weirdo in the bushes. All sorts of name-related things. It fills me with dread, though. like Because my name is so frequently mispronounced, it fills me with dread. Because every person I meet, I have to correct them within the first few sentences. Like, I get off on the wrong foot with 80% of the people I meet. I feel like Piers Morgan. Like, they'll call me Aaron, and I correct them, and then I go to shake their hand and accidentally shake their fingers instead of their hand, and it's just, it's all off on the wrong foot. People always ask me, oh, why are you called Aaron and not Aaron? As if, as if I had a choice in that. As if I was born and immediately introduced myself to my mum and dad. Hello, mum. Nice to put a name to a face. I'm Aaron. Don't you mean Aaron? No, no, I don't. It's an all right name. It just causes a lot of stress because people, people like to think that they're right. My name is my name. I like to be called by my name. It's weird. How your name can can define you. There's also a lot of names that that have been phased out as time's gone on. Like, there are names now that you can't really imagine now on a baby. Like, I can't imagine a baby called Keith. Can you imagine a baby called Keith? Like, you just feel like people called Keith are born in their 30s. Equally, can't imagine a baby called Sue. Sue, a name you could take legal action against. But it is hard naming someone, isn't it? Of course. You can always go down the route of naming someone after something you love. But I'd end up with a daughter called Stella and a son called WKD Blue. Some people do go down the route of naming their children after the weather. So you've got children called summer, autumn, winter, spring. I feel like I could do that. And I suggested it with with my ex-girlfriend that if I had a little girl... We could name her after the weather, but apparently Beast from the East isn't appropriate. But some people also choose to name their child after themselves. So if I had a little boy, I could call him Aaron Jr. and really screw his life up. Or, you know, with, with my ex-girlfriend, again, we decided we could name her after her. But apparently Beast from the East isn't appropriate. I find nicknames weird too, like... You know, people call their partner baby. Baby, hey baby. 
I always find that's a bit strange, especially when people say, oh yeah, slept like a baby last night. Slept like a baby? Really? I don't think I've ever slept like a baby. Like, I've never cried myself to sleep and then wet the bed this year. Nicknames can stick with someone for life too. Like a friend at uni wore a black shirt with a white collar on a night out in first year. It was about the second week in, he wore a black shirt with a white collar and he was known as the Reverend for four years. So we're now at a new potential parts of the podcast which is theoretical questions now usually I ask theoretical questions to some of the guests and and discuss the answers with them this time I've chatted to some people who have come up with some theoretical questions of their own for me to answer so I'm going to give that a go so theoretical question number one and please do let me know in the comments your answer to this too. For one million pound, would you agree to saying, I'll have some of that after every sentence you say for a year? Every time you forget to say it, you lose £10,000 from the potential million. It's a good question. After everything you say, no matter how big or small, after everything you say, you have to say, I'll have some of that. Because that would be really inappropriate at times, wouldn't it? Like, imagine talking to someone and they're like, yeah, the dog's not very well. We've had to take it to the vet. I think we're going to have to get him put down. And you go, oh, that's a shame. I'll have some of that. That'd cause offence, wouldn't it? I feel like as well, you'd always eat more food than you want if you ate out at restaurants. Because, you know, oh, do you want... Do you want onion rings for an extra 99p? I'll have some of that. I don't. I don't want onion rings. Do you want to go large for an extra 149? I'll have some of that. I don't want all this food. So much uneaten food. Or would you just get fat? Would you eat it? It's a million pounds, isn't it? I think I'd probably be reclusive for that year avoid talking to people as much as i possibly could just through that avoid people as much as i possibly could and not talk to them that way you're offending less people but then your social life just goes down the drain doesn't it either way but then when you've got a million pounds or you don't have to say it, you could build these friendships back up because you could just say you were you were ill or you were going through some stuff i'm going to say yes i would accept the one million pounds on the stipulation that I say, I'll have some of that after every sentence I say. A million pounds, a million pound. Yeah, definitely. That's a yes. Theoretical question number two is, would you rather spend the day in Wayne Lineker's bar or spend the day reading nothing but Gary Lineker's Twitter mentions. So you're either in Wayne Lineker's bar or you're reading Gary Lineker's Twitter mentions for a day. Again, quite tricky. Gary gets a lot of grief, doesn't he, online? People either say that he's in a relationship with crisps or they... Didn't he poo on the pitch? I think a lot of people mention that he poos on the pitch too. So he gets that constantly. It's just going to be crisps and poo. 
then he was he was a good footballer. So surely people are going to be messaging him as well, saying, "Yeah, you know, oh yeah, you were you were really good, Gary." So surely some of it's positive. But then he's quite controversial with his opinions too. Because if I'm reading his Twitter mentions, I'm not in control of what Gary's putting out there. Gary might be putting out some some pretty strong stuff. Then again, there's pros and cons at being with with Wayne for a day. The pro obviously being you're in Ibiza, which is pretty cool. It's a free holiday, isn't it? Presumably you're not paying. If Wayne Lineker wants you to spend the day there, he's got to be paying for my flight. So we're assuming that the flight's being paid for. So it's a free holiday. You're in the sun. Presumably Wayne's paying for the drinks. Then the downside is Wayne is in control of what you're drinking. And he seems like the sort of guy to force shots down you. When you want to have a break, maybe you're feeling a bit bloated or your stomach's on the turn a little bit. You feel like you might be sick. Wayne's got a funnel tipping Sambuca down your throat, isn't he? And obviously there's the image. I think I would rather spend the day at Wayne Lineker's bar. Because it's a free holiday in the sun. Okay, and theoretical question number three is which fictional soap character would you most like to meet in real life and why? So I've spoken about Beppe a few times. Um, so I feel like I'd better leave him alone. Are we thinking just the big hitters as well? You know, are we thinking the main soaps, Emmerdale, Corrie, EastEnders, or are we letting Hollyoaks and Doctors in too? It's a tricky one. I feel like I'd fit in best on Albert Square, so I'm going to narrow it down to EastEnders. And I'm going to say... The soap character I would most like to meet is Phil Mitchell. I'm going to say Phil Mitchell because Phil is has been painted as this hard East End gangster. But then he's also, you know, he was addicted to crack and he was an alcoholic. So there's, there's that element to him too. So he'd have stories, like he'd done stuff, so we could chat about things. And it would be quite interested. I imagine I'd be interested in what Phil has to say. But also, he doesn't look that menacing, does he? He's definitely not over six foot. And I think if you were to categorise Phil under the COVID-19 restrictions, he'd be shielding, wouldn't he? Definitely. He got shot, he had a heart attack. I mean, his liver is is shot to bits. So you've got to think he's in the shielding category, which takes away from the the image. So, yeah, fictional soap character that I would most like to meet in real life. Phil Mitchell, just because I feel like he's got some interesting things to say. Okay, so we're now going to do the personality quiz, which I usually do with a guest. Um, I'm going to do it to myself this time. And this week's quiz is going to be which pop star is your alter ego? And this is on BuzzFeed. So if you want to give it a go, 
let me know what your result is too. So, number one, what food in your dressing room would you have? So you've got a choice of pop chips, Cheetos, pork scratchings, kettle chips, popcorn and Watsits. I think, and I know they're disgusting because of what's in them and what they're made up of, but I think I'd go pork scratchings, you know. Big fan of a pork scratching. And I know they're disgusting, but oh, we've all eaten worse, haven't we? Number two, pick a place for your day off. Idaho, San Francisco, New York, Carolina, Colorado, Paris. Just say New York, because I'm a, a big fan of How I Met Your Mother. Which drink would you endorse? Beer, vitamin water, whiskey, Diet Coke, Cristal or vodka? I think I'd go beer. I think Conor McGregor's got the whiskey game locked up. Um, I don't drink vodka. I don't know what Cristal is because I'm scum. Vitamin water is just a rubbish version of Drench. And Diet Coke? Come on, man. Go the whole hog. I'm going beer. What would you do during your night off? Are you at the studio working? Staying in watching TV? At a sports event? Clubbing with friends or with your partner? I say sports event. Hopefully, if there's one on, I would go to it. Which TV show do you binge on the tour bus? Sex and the City, because um, I am such a Samantha. Orange is the New Black, The Wire, Jersey Shore, Entourage or Iron Chef. I've only seen The Wire out of all of these, so I'd have to say that. How many times would you change on stage? There's loads of different options. I wouldn't because what's the? why would I want to get changed in front of an audience? What, is my mum going to come up on stage with me and hold a towel up like I'm at the beach? Come on, I'm not doing that. And the answer is zero. What are your thoughts on revenge? Ignore the haters. The best revenge is success. Talk it out. Social media or violence i'd say ignore the haters you know focus on yourself strive to be the best you can be pick a color pink black blue red green purple i say pink i like pink it's a nice color if a fan came up to you in a restaurant how do you handle it talk to them and offer a photo Ask your bodyguard to deal with it. I'm not going to have a bodyguard. Who'd, who would want to attack me? Say hi, but decline a photo. Uh, never allow people close enough to even do it in the first place. Smile and nod or sneak out the back. I feel like I've got to say smile and nod because this is called smiling politely. I mean, you are eating. It is a bit. It would be a bit annoying if someone was coming up to you while you're having your tea. And you're... You know, you're trying to eat and they're, they're trying to get a picture of you. Yep, smile and nod. Smile and nod. What would you purchase first? Private jet, mansion, car, shoes, fireworks, or a fedora? Well, the fedora is obviously James Bay. Um, I've tried wearing a fedora before. Um, tried to look like James Bay. 
ended up looking like The Undertaker. So I'm not going to go for that. Go Mansion. You need a place to live, don't you? A place to hang your, your fedora. How would your friends describe you? A flirt? Fashionista? A bitch? The friend everyone loves? Career obsessed or sweet as pie? Well, I'm not a flirt because talking to potential partners scares me. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a, a bitch, so to speak. I wouldn't say everyone loves me. That's a, If you think that, if you think that everyone loves you, that is almost certainly not the case. The arrogance would be astounding. Surely people couldn't love that. I wouldn't. Just say sweet as pie. Loading the result. So my alter ego is Justin Timberlake. You're the life of every party. No one has a bad thing to say about you. I'd take that. I'd take JT. I think that's not too bad, actually. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Smiling Politely, which was, of course, a little bit different to usual. So if there was an element of Smiling Politely that you thought was really good out of the new things, please do let me know. Equally, if you prefer having the guests, please let me know as well. And if you want to recommend someone that you'd like me to chat to, whether they're local or further afield, please do let me know. Once again, thank you very much for listening and I will see you next week where I will actually have a guest and you won't just hear me talk.